Welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Audience Converter Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Whitecamp, conversion copywriter and marketing strategist. Today's episode is a little bit different as uh, I've done in the past. It is a chance for you to ask me your top questions about marketing, your business, and building your dreams. So today, I'm going to be addressing a very unique and individualized topic. The theme for today is all about how to get started with podcasting and how podcasting can be used to market your business. And you know, I've got two podcasts. I do the Audience Converter podcast, and I also have the Chatting with Copywriters podcast, which is a little bit older. I've done both the DIY version of launching your podcast and shout out to my friend Doug Sandler at Turnkey Podcast. I've also gone through and had someone help me with the launch of my podcast, getting everything set up, getting all of the tools done, and uh, doing a lot of of the stuff that I kind of muddled through on my way forward. So I can definitely talk a little bit about podcasting and how you can use it to kind of get started and and what way you're going to use it as a method for marketing your business. So um, as I said before, I'll be hosting these Ask Me Anything episodes at least once a month. So if you want your questions featured on a future episode of the Audience Converter podcast, reach out at contact at theaudienceconverter.com. Remember to put AMA question in the subject line so that I know exactly what you're going to be reaching out about and I know that you've got a burning question you want answered. Give me your name, your business website, and your question. If I choose your question, I'll give you a shout out on the show and include your link in the show notes, which will give you a little bit of an SEO boost. So for today, on to the questions. My question number one is uh, all about uh, how to actually do the recording and the creation of a podcast. So uh, question number one is from Lakeisha Sarba from Savvy Simple Marketing. And her question is, what is the best way to record podcast episodes for a newbie, batching or per episode? And that's an interesting question because honestly, it depends on the type of show you're doing and how often you want to be in front of your audience and uh, what your learning curve is in terms of podcasting and how to get it out there. Here's the thing, though. Uh, You know, it's really, really easy to sit down for two or three hours uh, once a week or once a month and just kind of get all of your episodes recorded. Uh, That's a single task that you do at a specific time. uh, And that's what we would call batching. Um, And just think about it this way. Uh, If you do one recording, uh, you know, you have to cut the middle. Or if you're using something like Zoom, you have the ability to stop recording and start again. So it creates separate files for each episode, uh, which is really nice. I didn't find that out until about eight months into my podcasting journey. So there's a great tip for everyone out there listening. Um, If you are using Zoom to record your podcasts uh, and you are wanting to record more than one podcast in a single sitting, what you can do is press record. Once you're finished with the first episode, you press start. 
stop. And then you press record again and it creates separate files and it doesn't do it until the end of your recording session. So don't worry about, um, you know, having to stop and let it do that conversion thing first. It'll it'll just create all of those files at the end of your session. So what is the best way to record podcast episodes? It's honestly uh, just like any type of marketing out there. It is truly uh, a case of... What kind of time do you have to dedicate to making your podcast? And uh, also it depends, of course, on are you um, having guests or not? So it might be a little bit difficult for you, especially when you first start out, to arrange to have all of your interviews on one day. Um, I know I found that to be the case, uh, especially when I first started. So I kind of gathered all of the random interviews together Uh, over the course of about a month to record the first batch of episodes. Um, And then once that happened, I was starting to get more and more people to schedule on my designated times. But, you know, if you want to get all of your first eight episodes recorded, uh, getting everyone to agree to one time, one day, like, okay, it must be next Thursday between the hours of 9 and 3 p.m. You might run into problems with scheduling for both you and for your guests. And, you know, they may not have immediate availability and a lot of other factors go into that. So if you are recording with a guest, uh, just be aware it might take some time until you fill up your designated time slots uh, for creating interviews. Um, And if you're doing it on your own, of course, you know, you can sit down and just sit down and and start recording. Um, But in terms of uh, as a newbie, I don't think it really matters if you're new or not. Uh, You know, what is easier for you? Uh, Can you put your mind to it once a week to sit down and record? Um, I'm a big believer, especially in marketing and creating your marketing assets, that you should always be a little bit ahead. So even if you um, sit down once a week, and record two episodes, right? Uh, You'll have next week's episode and the week after. The next time you sit down, you record two more episodes. Now you're two weeks ahead. And the next time you sit down, you're even more ahead. So uh, even uh, batching more than one episode at a time, if you're going live once a week at least, uh, I, I find merit in that because you have a designated time you're able to put forth all of your energy into doing that one task. And, uh, you know, you can always go back and edit it when needed. But if you have all of the recordings done, that's a huge uh, step and, you know, something that won't stop you. So her her que- her second question from Lakeisha uh, Sarva from Savvy Simple Marketing is, do you recommend using a podcast service or DIY it? And so that's an interesting question because the term podcast service uh, can have a lot of different um definitions. A lot of people uh, talk about a podcast service and they might be talking about one thing and somebody else is talking about something else. So, uh, you know, as a newbie, um, it depends on your budget and depends on your time. Uh, So as I said, my first podcast, I did completely and entirely DIY, but it also had a very, very steep learning curve. Um, I spent a lot of time reading articles, reading information about from different people about how to get your podcast started. Um, I also kind of just dived right in on the first podcast, which is chatting with copywriters. And we're over a year into that podcast now. Um, So when I DIY'd it, you know, there's plenty of free tools out there for you to use. And one of the things, though, that I did not DIY was uh, submission to podcast distribution services. And what that means is 
Do you want your podcast to only live on your website or do you also want it to live on things like Google Podcast and Apple Podcast and Spotify and all of those different distribution methods? So if you want your podcast to be somewhere other than just your website, I highly recommend using a podcast hosting service. Um, I will have a link in the show notes to the ones I like. I have used Buzzsprout and Podcast SEO, both of which are very, very easy to use. And one of the nice things about them is they will do all of the backend work for you of submitting your podcast to the different distribution sites. So you have to get approval and you have to submit a bunch of stuff, uh, but they make it really easy so you can just fill out a form uh, with information that you already have and they take care of the back and forth to get it approved and get it submitted. And then what that also does is when you have a podcast hosting service, um, it automatically submits your new episodes each week or each day or however often you are podcasting. So that means um, I, I create a new episode. I upload it to my podcast host, which is podcast.co or, pod, or, or Buzzsprout. And I, I click publish and it immediately submits it to Apple, to Spotify, to, you know, however many different services I have connected to it. It also imports the show notes. So those get submitted to those things as well in the description. And it has all the, the back end stuff like tagging. Um, there's something called ID3 tagging. Oftentimes um, you don't necessarily want to mess with that, especially if you don't know much about uh, how to tag properly, which I had no idea about. I didn't know how to get started. And I was like, this sounds complicated. I'm going to spend the 10 or $12 a month to get it done for me. Um, and it's been a, a lifesaver. It's super easy. You know, you submit it on your own website or you just submit it um, on their host at least. And then you know it's at least live and it's at least live on all of the popular distribution platforms. And it's a one-step process as opposed to having to individually submit your episode for every single time, um, which can take a lot of time uh, and take a lot of effort. And it's just one more obstacle to you continuing to do podcasting. So, uh, Lakeisha, I hope that answered your question. Um, if you were talking about uh, having someone help you with launching, again, it depends on your technical knowledge and how much time you really have to dedicate to getting your podcast started. Uh, if you're wanting to basically sit down, record, and hand it off to somebody and get everything else done for you, I highly recommend a service uh, because it does take quite a lot of time. You want to factor in if you're talking about editing your episodes, um, you can probably factor in to take one and a half times the length of your audio. So if you have a 20-minute episode, it's going to take you 30 minutes minimum to edit that audio. If you have an hour-long episode, it's going to take you at least 90 minutes to edit your audio. And then you have to submit it to your podcast host. You have to uh, create your show notes, which might require you to listen to your audio again. Um, you have to make sure you have all of your links working, all of those types of things. They take a lot of time. So when I first started, of course, I did it all on my own, but I didn't have a lot of guests when I first started. So it was just me and my co-host. So uh, for the most part, we got it really down well how uh, we were going to record the show. So there wasn't much in terms of needing to cut things or needing to, to fix the audio because both of us had uh, great microphones. We both uh, kind of knew how to talk to each other and it was a really great rapport. Um, but still, it would still take me that one and a half times to edit that audio. So do you have, you know, if you want to create uh, four shows at once, um, each of which are a half hour, for example, uh, do you have like four hours? 
to do it? Or uh, do you need a little bit of help? And if so, I would highly recommend using a podcast service. As I said, I did the launch section, which was getting all of my initial stuff done, getting the description out, creating the show art, all of that, which I am not a designer, so I highly appreciated, uh, was with Turnkey Podcasts. And I will definitely include all of the links to these uh, tools in the show notes. So moving on to our next episode. Uh, next question. Also, uh, we're, we're highlighting podcasting as a tool, how to get podcasting done, all of that uh, really good stuff. So the next question is uh, from Lisa David Olson. She is a speaker and author. And her question is, is it important to upload to a large number of sites? And I would say yes, if it's easy. And here's why. So the most widely known uh, distributor of podcasts is still Apple Podcasts. However, Spotify and Pandora are investing a lot of money in making sure that podcasts get disseminated. And uh, right now, um, you know, the, the distribution of that is growing. Now, of course, Apple Podcasts, as I said, is still widely used. However, for example, in terms of search results, uh, Google Podcasts is also starting to kind of uh, – gather information from all of the existing uh, podcast host, uh, podcast distribution platforms and kind of putting it into search results. So it could be, you know, do you want, obviously Google likes to give uh, more juice to things listed on Google. So if Google is able to find your stuff, you want to submit it to Google, make sure they have the right information. So I would say yes, upload it to a large number of sites. And especially if you're just starting out, it's hard to know exactly where your audience is going to be grabbing those types of information. Um, I would say you need to upload it beyond your own website just because um, if you're only doing it on your website, it's going to take a few months for Google to find it. And also, you know, people who are already on your website, they do know about who you are. So they're they're likely to be those first listeners. But if you want to go beyond the, uh, the community and the audience that you already have, obviously you want to upload it to a large number of sites. However, uh, that being said, make sure that it's not a, a super difficult thing for you to do, which is where the podcast hosting services come in, uh, what I was talking about earlier. So, you know, I, I upload my audio to podcast.co and then, um, you know, it sends it to Apple, to, to, to Google, to Alexa, to Spotify, to all of those good uh, sites. So it's got a certain number of sites uh, selected and at the, the base rate is what you can distribute it to. Um, there's another host called Blueberry. And if you use them, like they have the, the generic ones, but if you want to get listed in more, then it's more expensive for your hosting services. So what I would say is uh, find a host that has at least five or six services uh add in as a as a part of the service that they will submit it for you. And then, um, you know, just start with those. And you can look at your stats when um, once the episodes go live and see where things are getting listened to. So I know that, you know, 80% of my listeners come from Apple Podcasts. However, the other 10, 15%, they come from those other services. And those are still people that I value. I'm still excited to have those people listening to me. So since it's a simple one click, to get it onto those platforms. I think it's really easy um, to do that. And then Lisa also asked, you know, what are the few biggies uh, for the beginners? What sites should you really submit to? And I would say submit to the top ones. And then, you know, you can you can do a quick search on some other um, podcast distribution platforms to see if there are shows, for example, already around your topic. Um, and contrary to popular uh, interpretation, if you will, for a lot of people, what's really important is if there are already 
uh, shows around your topic, that means there are listeners and there are people listening to that type of information on that platform. So it's a possible platform for you. I would definitely say no matter what, you want to submit your stuff to Google Podcasts, to Apple Podcasts, and to Spotify. Um, Pandora has only recently started accepting podcast submissions, and I know it's a little bit more of an involved process. So those are the three ones to, to get started with really right out of the gate. Um, and there's a couple more like uh, I think Stitcher um, and maybe iHeartRadio, depending, uh, that can be a default option on different services. It just depends on your podcast hosting service. So, you know, the big three, Google Podcasts, um, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, of course. All right. And my last set of questions is coming from Kathy Tate, the bald warrior. She is a coach uh, and does a lot of other really exciting things. Um, And again, all of the links to these people will be in the show notes as well. So her first question, of course, is, you know, how do I get lots of listeners as fast as possible? And that kind of goes with, uh, you know, any kind of new launch of anything new, your new course, your new product, uh, your new service, your new business, whatever it is, how can you get people aware of what you do as fast as possible? And the easiest method is to, uh, you know, follow general marketing terms, which is uh, build anticipation, build awareness, go live, and talk about it ad nauseum. Um, So honestly, the first thing you can do, a lot of us might be a little wary of this. We might be a little bit nervous. But honestly, tell your friends and family that you're going to be launching a podcast. So, And then ask them, when it goes live, if you could, please just go and review it uh, within the first week. Uh, Because a lot of the podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, uh, they look at reviews and they look at comments. Um, especially within your first few days of being live. So, and then of course they continue to adjust their algorithm for each new episode. So what you want to do is, you know, ask people that you already know, please, can you just do me a favor, go listen for 20 minutes, subscribe and leave me a five-star review or a four-star review or, you know, just say, leave me a review. They don't have to write anything. They can just use the star system. And that's mostly on Apple podcasts. Um, but there are other, uh, platforms to to allow comments at least. But, you know, ask them, you know, pick one platform that you want to get noticed on uh, and that can influence or other people find you. And so ask friends and family, hey, I'm about to launch a podcast. Can you please, within this first week, go and and do this thing? And then remind them when it goes live, you know, hey, my, my podcast went live. Here's the quick, easy link to go listen and review it. And then link directly to where you want them to listen and review. So uh, in terms of marketing for your business, you want to direct people to listen to your podcast on your website. But in terms of getting known um, as a podcaster and getting uh, as many listeners as possible, as quickly as possible, you want to direct them strictly to Apple Podcasts to leave a review. Um, I think the other platforms are slowly building... Um, review options. Uh, But since the majority of people still use Apple Podcasts, uh, you can focus on Apple Podcasts to start. Because if you give people three different places to leave a review, they're not going to leave a review anywhere. So you want them to leave a review on Apple Podcasts to start because it's the biggest um, audience right now of where people are listening. Um, Another way for you to get listeners as fast as possible is to go live with more than one episode. There's this phenomena called pod fade. And basically, like 95, 85% of podcasts, it's a really huge number. I don't remember the exact statistic, um, but they never go past 12 episodes. 
So a really easy way for you to get noticed is to go live with at least three or four episodes. And what that means is you record three or four episodes, you release all of them on the same day when you go live, then you can still do your promotion one week at a time or every three or four days. uh, And then you continue to release new episodes. So once you go live with those first three or four, the next week you release the next one. Um, And so within that first week, they can see you've already created content. So you're going to continue to create the content and you're keeping up with your production schedule. So if you go live and then the next week there's another new episode, they can realize, okay, this person is ready to create more podcasts. So it's worth my time to start listening. Um, So those two things are just, you know, the easiest way for you to get as many listeners as possible. And of course, tell everyone, you know, tell everybody, tell everybody, tell everybody. If you have a list, let them know. If you're on social media, put it out there. If you're on more than one social media platform, put it on all of your platforms and just say, you know, uh, what are the best ways to market uh, your podcast is the next question. And it kind of ties into this, which is, you know, should I use multi-channels like Facebook and YouTube and a blog? The answer is yes. <laughs> because especially when you're first starting out, you don't know where your ideal listeners are going to be hanging out. Um, in terms of, you know, if we're talking about regular marketing, like I'm looking for coaches between the ages of 25 and 45. Well, I know they're on Facebook. Absolutely. And I know that they're maybe on two or three other platforms and that's where I should focus my efforts. But with podcasting, uh, since it's still a relatively new medium, there are just so many different places that people could find out about it. Why not let people know? So I would definitely say, you know, if you've created an audiogram video or if you recorded yourself on video uh, making this podcast, then yeah, absolutely. Put it on YouTube if you have a YouTube channel. If you... um you know, if you have a blog, absolutely make an announcement. Hey, I've got a new podcast going live. Here's the link. If you are on Facebook or on Twitter or on Pinterest or on Instagram, absolutely create a social post to let people know there's a, a new thing you're doing. It's this podcast and here's how you can go listen to it. And then look at your statistics over the next three or four weeks. I would say post as many places as you already have a presence. Do not create something new if you don't have a presence there. So for example, if you don't have a YouTube channel right now, it is not worth it for you to start promoting on YouTube that you have a podcast because you don't have a following there yet. But if you already have a blog, if you already have a Facebook, if you already have an Instagram, absolutely start putting it out there. Um, And then you want to make sure that you announce Uh, every week, at least once when you have a new episode. Um, So then you can look over the course of three or four weeks and see, okay, where are most people going? Who clicks? You know, how many people see this on that platform? How many people interact with the post on the platform? And specifically, how many people then click to go and listen from that platform? Um, And it's really hard for you to see uh, where people necessarily came from. So a lot of statistics for podcast listening, they will tell you your your listeners listened on like Spotify or listened on your website, but they won't necessarily be able to tell you where they found that original link. So you're just going to look at the click count for that click through rate uh, to see if people are actually clicking through. And then, you know, after a month, evaluate, is it still worth it to post everywhere? Maybe it is. Maybe you don't have enough information. So continue posting after two months or three months or six months. Of course, you know, uh, with anything like marketing, you know, you always want to be evaluating, always be looking at the information and seeing um, 
What's changing is it's still worth my time. But absolutely, when you first launch, when you first market it, uh, you know, put it on as many channels as you already have a presence. And then uh, her her last question that I'm going to focus on is how important is a professional introduction? And here's the thing. If you're first starting out, if you have great information, I don't think it's that important. My first podcast, uh, we created our introduction ourselves. It was just my co-host and I doing a brief introduction, and I put it at the beginning of every episode. And, uh, you know, now I'm at over 3,500 downloads for that show. Um and I didn't have a professional introduction, and I still don't have a professional introduction. So it kind of de- uh, depends as well on what is the purpose of your podcast. Is your podcast for business? Then there's merit, of course, to having a professional introduction because you want to show that you are a professional who is ready to uh, you know, invest in this particular medium. However, um, I, you know, professional introduction, I think, is something that you can invest in later on. Um, but if you're going through, you know, if you don't have the time and resources to um, do everything yourself, if you're not going to do all of the editing, if you're going to f- go with a service to um, to launch, then I would find a service who will create that voiceover for you. I mean, why not? Uh, usually it's a part of their package. So I would definitely look for a service. Like I know Turnkey Podcast, you know, they created my introduction for me. It's a nice way to to show that, you know, it's not just me doing it on my own, that it's a professionally produced show. Um, so Turnkey Podcast, again, uh, will create a voiceover. You know, you write out what you want and they'll find someone to say it for you. They'll, you know, do your music, all that great stuff. Um, So if you are looking for a launch service, I would definitely look for a service that includes the creation of a professional introduction and a creation of a professional outro as well, which is like the music and closing at the end. Um, So that's kind of the Ask Me Anything version of Podcasting 101. How do I get started? Again, if you have questions for me, um, I am doing these special episodes every month. Um, Remember to send your questions to be featured on a future episode of the Audience Converter podcast at contact at theaudienceconverter.com. Remember to put AMA question in the subject line and include your name, your business website, and your question so that I can give you a little bit of an SEO boost and a shout out in the show. The next Ask Me Anything episode will be happening in at least one month, uh, maybe sooner, so please send your questions to contact at theaudienceconverter.com. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.